This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Praise the Lord. Folks, welcome aboard. Where is time going? I have to check the calendar. I think today is Wednesday. It's Wednesday in America, February 14th, 2024. In Spanish, they say 2024. What do they say in Japanese for 2024? Pop quiz. Nisen How would you say it if you were dropped off in Beijing? Uh, in Beijing, uh if you say it wrong, we'll put you in prison. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Folks, welcome aboard. Michael, you want to open us in prayer? Yes, please. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is just such a big blessing, Lord. Thank you for Shannon. He's such a blessing. Thank you for the listeners. Thank you for your word, Lord, that we can just encamp around the bonfire of your word and get filled with it, have it on our lips, in our minds, meditating on it all day. And then whenever space Nazis show up, we're ready to go, Lord. And it's true that there's a lot of crazy things coming, but we have such peace in your words, such joy, Lord. And just please anoint this time. Um, there's so many directions that we could go today. So please, just as an arrow, just as the sword of your word, help us to cut and go in the right direction and hit the mark, most of all, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. I made it with four minutes to spare. I had to do some cleaning of the dog pen out there, feed them, water them, hose down their uh, caca into a little channel, which uh, then goes off into affinity and uh, put some bleach out there. Uh, Do you have to ever do any cleaning of your goats and chickens? 
Yeah, and I I was thinking of getting some sort of a design where I could use like a low setting on a pressure washer because if I could collect the poop, it's actually really good for farming the fertilizer. Oh, wow. I don't know why we always talk about poop on the <laughs> here. Just we always it. get into this, but the fertilizer is very useful, and uh, it's almost time to start planting plants and tomatoes and corn. And so, um, as you told me about the rabbit, uh, rabbit fertilizer is really rabbit good. Rabbit wine, yeah. Wine, what a what an inappropriate name for that. Uh, Doctor Daniel Daves uh, kind of pioneered that. He said, uh, "We got a problem. Where are we going to get fertilizer? And we've got like fifty rabbits found. Come to find out, he's uh, found a way to harvest all the uh, the rabbit pee and poop. Called it rabbit wine. And uh, you got to have him on your show because, man, what this guy's doing in Panama is pretty amazing." Uh, Hey, by the way, before we get uh, serious, uh, do you ever give your goats a uh, full body shampoo? Uh, you're mu- I can't hear you. Come back to your mic. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, it was going in and out a little bit. Okay. Okay. All right. My, uh, I'm having some computer issues here, so I'm using the phone. I apologize. Uh, the goats definitely could use a shampoo for sure. And I don't know what the value of that is. I'm sure there's some value besides show goats, but but yeah, that might be something that we do. And all In other you know, words, I didn't know if a goat would submit to a shampoo. Like if I sent you a bottle of Vidal Sassoon, what would you have to do? Straddle his back and hold on to his horns so he doesn't butt you as you're giving him a full body uh, chamois rag rub down? Yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, you can grab grab them by the horns, and you got them. I mean, they. They don't usually have the strength to overpower a human. The only time they, they kind of get out of hand is when I'm going into their pen and I have food in my hand. Then I get trampled by six goats because they're, they're big animals. I have, I have big Nubians and different breeds that are hefty-sized. So you got to have that What are those big – I don't know what they're made out of. They're like made out of foam, and people used to use them and joust with them and hit each other. You can buy them at like Toys R Us in the old days. And they would take them and put them over the horns of a goat. Have you ever seen those? They're like bumper pads. <laughs> That's a great idea, but no, I've not seen that. <laughs> I'll send you a picture later. Okay, enough about goats. I think well, I have an affixation. I would like to get me some pygmy goats so, if I could find the them. The whole show could be about goats. And you know, one last thing is I have one goat that has two horns that are kind of joined together like a spike. So as a joke, I put a toilet roll, paper toilet roll on its on its uh, horn and it went and it took off running and it had this white flag <laughs> and it ran up around the hills and just everybody was cracking up it was great we had a nickname him unicorn man he's got like one horn unicorn <laughs> wow yes. put that one on tiktok Amen. real unicorn found in the mountains <laughs> of uh kentucky where are you at are you in kentucky or west virginia or are you in north we carolina in western north carolina so right on the border of tennessee pretty much the end of the world where i live and ah. this used to not before the i-40 highway was built this was literally like the end of the world nobody ever came out here so it's very pristine untouched territory and a very spiritual quiet place literally the bride hidden in the wilderness that's that's the basham family out here right now so we'll we'll be getting into a little bit of that since we're in the book of revelation these days now um, michael for those that may be tuning in for the first time, tell us what you're doing on your podcast. Are you doing Bible study, among other things? What can they tune into and listen to? 
Well, we're getting L.A. Marzulli on on, th- on Thursday for Crossfiles. Oh, yeah. So we have a lot of these kind of fringe topics, fringeradionetwork.com and um, crossfiles.org is our new project. It formerly known as Strange O'Clock Podcast, and that's got an incredible lineup of alien abductees that were saved through Jesus Christ, that New Agers, ex-witches, ex-New Agers, uh, deliverance ministers. So there's a lot of that on the Crossfiles podcast. But for myself personally, on my own show, Spirit Force, I like to just go into the Word of God cold turkey. And it's sort of a new thing, I guess, because I come from a long line of pastors and friends of pastors and pastor friends and stuff. And I personally went into Asia world and discovered a totally different world, came back. I found that the Word of God, just reading it and absorbing it, rather than just teaching it, is is a secret weapon. So just to have the word constantly flowing through you, um, we have a show called Quantum Christianity where we're actually featuring a lot of um, Reverend uh, Kenneth Copeland's old teachings on there that are just amazing, and then commentary that with Anna Prayers. And I never really knew her secret until she quietly disclosed that, uh, yeah, I'm a part of this ministry, and not officially, but I've gained a lot from these teachings from 30 years and it's just called speak my word basically like yours like Amazing. a word of faith word of faith and it's just i mean i haven't found a single thing that i disagree with so far so so you know, spirit i'm not a part of their ministry but that's yeah okay really spirit force and then also cross files broadcast where do they go to pick these up is there a website a social media platform you want them to go to where do they where do we send them uh, my personal website is faithbucks.com, and it contains the links to all of those. And there's a lot to click on in there. I know I need to update some of the old links, but um, that is whenever I go live at the top of that page, you'll see my show broadcasting live, and then links to Fringe Radio Network and the the Crossfile shows. You'll also find my grandfather Don Basham sermons, Ern Baxter's sermons, and. Uh, quite a few other things that I won't have time to get into, but we're we kind of been around the block a few times, Shannon. You know, since yes. I met you, that's been a lot of a lot of new data has come in. Um, when you when you drop out of the world and you decide to live by faith alone, and you're no longer worried about your finances. I mean, you still obviously take care of those things, but it's almost like you have that vacuum to where God can just flood in with the truth. So you, you learn about the New World Order and the Illuminati and all that stuff, but you also learn about the mysteries of the kingdom. And God just has brought people across my path that, um, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to be anybody, but like the Lord really blessed us to know some incredible, incredible people. You too, Shannon. You've been living by faith since, I mean, you've, when was the last time you had a normal job? I mean, I, I can't even remember any time that I've known you. Well, to have to go to work. This is your full time job, right? And uh, it is now. Yes, uh, in two thousand three, I left uh, working in private sector and uh, was involved in a uh, herbal supplement venture. And I've been working for myself and the Lord for the last twenty years. In fact, I was scratching my head at that. How long has it been? Twenty years. Good grief! Wow. And uh, I had had uh, plenty of great jobs. Uh, worked for Department of Defense. I was a uh, for six and a half years, um, was a senior media buyer, buying infomercial time for four years, worked uh, for uh, different uh, infomercial companies. But then about 2003, uh, the, 
I got an idea for a herbal supplement. I won't mention its name on air, but um, it allowed me to um, move overseas and live off some royalties. And then it crashed about a year later, about the time Derek Prince dies. And uh, 2003, um, I'm praying for my next direction. And I said, Lord, I'm over here in Costa Rica. My funds are dwindling. Um, I'm married to a Colombian girl at that time, which I couldn't get back to America. And uh, I was getting desperate. Uh, I even contacted the IDF to see if they would take me over there. I was looking at maybe join the military, look to see if I qualified maybe to work, uh, get back into uh, government work, maybe be a border patrol agent. I'm desperate. I'm desperate. I'm 34 years old, about ready to turn 34. What am I going to do? And I prayed, and the Lord gave me a a business idea, which... um, turned into a $10 million company. That's a whole other program. But uh, okay. it's been 20 years um, out out there, uh, almost 14 of it working for the Lord, six for my own business. And I can tell you, uh, when I left um, uh, working for myself, going to work for the Lord in 2010, it has been a walk of having to totally trust God. Lived on the backside of the desert, uh, believe in God even on a daily basis for sustenance. And, uh, you know, 14 years into this, I can tell you, uh, it has not been easy. But um, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. And I do just want to say really quickly, uh, I want to thank all those who have supported these programs because God has used you to uh, yes. keep this program on the air. Without you, we wouldn't have been able to make it past, uh, you know, maybe the first year. But, um, yes. It's a different life when you go into the desert. You leave Egypt, and you're headed for the promised land, and a lot of trials and tribulations in that desert. And so uh, I tell you what, uh, it'll strip you of everything. You know, the Israelites ran out of everything after about 72 hours, had to trust God. Some people don't make it to the desert. They die in the desert, get offended, want to turn back, quit, lost forever. They just find their bones out there. And uh, some make it into the promised land. Uh, it's a very difficult journey, but with the Lord Jesus Christ, we can do it. Enough about me. Okay, I just want to get that information out. Folks, you've got to tune into these new Cross Files and Spirit Wars broadcast. Michael's getting some exceptional people over there for a guest. With that, take it away and run with it, Michael. Well, thank you, brother. And I also want to thank the people that have donated I think some of your donors have blessed us as well and you yourself as well. And the people that have helped Shannon, that goes, that gets paid forward. I mean, that's, that is money that is able to just ripple effect into so many different channels and areas. And to just touch back on the living by faith aspect, you know, God's, he has promised to supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. So when you decide to jump off that cliff, if God, provides you the way. I'm not telling you to just go and quit your job right now. And you know, some people do that and they're like, I'm homeless for Jesus. I don't think he wants you to be homeless for him. I think he wants, as my grandfather's mentor said, he prayed, he's like, God, do you want Jesus? Do you want me to be as poor as you were? And the Lord said, no, I want you to be as rich as I am. And that is not for us to live in luxury and splendor. You know, a lot of people have been criticizing anybody that owns an airplane saying well you're just materialistic and how dare you well some people have the faith for that 
And now guess what? You can't even trust in normal airlines anymore, especially in the States, because they have basically literally, and no offense to anybody that's retarded, but they have retards going in there and flying these airplanes now and it's going crazy. They're literally putting people with mental disabilities behind the, the pilot's wheel. So this is the plan for the future for the world. It's just total destruction, total societal basically collapse, collapse of the infrastructure, collapse of all of that. The cities, you know, Babylon, the horror destroyed, nuclear war, World War Three, et cetera, et cetera. But back to the airplanes, you know, there's an airport that uh, Reverend Copeland has named after himself, which is funny. But he's got his, uh, his armada of airplanes that they use, that they give to other ministries to use, that they go to countries that nobody can go to because the international normal flights don't go there. And now I'm seeing this more and more that we're going to be relying on private airlines owned by Christians that are going to be ready and ready to go for the purposes of the Lord. I don't, I don't really like vacations. I don't believe in vacations as far as let's go to Timbuktu and waste a bunch of money and sit around on the beach and get drunk or get fat or whatever. I think that we're supposed to be on the missions for the Lord. And when the Lord sends you somewhere, it's, it's fun. It ends up being a vacation workcation, if you will. But this is what I'm, I'm seeing that in the future, as the airlines and the ability to travel is limited, it's going to be the people who had the faith to gather those resources for the sake of the kingdom that is going to be the way that we're going to be getting around. And it's the wealth is coming. All of that is coming. The material needs that you need are coming. But it's not for the way that you think. And living by faith, you really begin to appreciate just having your whole life in a backpack. Like you don't need to have all this stuff. Stuff just weighs you down and you're going to be a slave to either stuff or to the Lord, to living by faith. And you have to be humble to receive donations. It's especially if you've worked in the system and you've been able to kind of live a selfish life in a sense, like oh, I'm just going to splurge on the ground or I'm going to splurge on this or splurge on that. Well, let me tell you the Lord, he, when he died on the cross, he wasn't wearing rags. His cloak was worth something. It was so valuable that the soldiers had to had to do, do to cast lots for it, had to uh, roll the dice for it. So the Lord wasn't trying to build a physical kingdom for himself. However, the future, I see him coming into this this world as the, the Antichrist is showing up. You know, we're seeing his his little kingdom show up. We're at the very end of the Daniel chapter two prophecy. The, the statue with the head of gold that King of Babylon saw comes on down to this partly clay, partly iron kingdom. It's going to be very easy for us to kind of get through these partly iron, partly clay system as the Holy Spirit is leading us. And he's going to be coming back to inherit all the nations. Even at the end of the millennium, we were just reading and we're doing a, a study in Revelation. I'm not trying to teach Revelation. There's too many people that have tried to teach Revelation and they still don't get it right. But what I'm doing is I'm going through the entire book. And just this last couple of weeks, we started using Elon's AI to help us uh, find some little details. Like how many times did it say this in the book, in the Bible or how please um, compare Jeremiah chapter 51 with Revelation 18, which they're both about Babylon, the horror being destroyed. So it's been kind of fun to, to play with that and to see what, this in live time AI picks up from Twitter and brings up like friends of ours on the fringe that have tweeted about things. I mean, it's just, it's a very fun little tool. We're trying to program it to be a Christian AI if possible. 
because there's there's a, such a thing as a good AI and there's such a thing as a bad AI. And I've heard that once the AI goes bad, you can't turn it back. It's basically like it's uh, corrupted. But God is going to come back to, into the system as everything's collapsing, and he's going to cause his people to inherit substance and to basically have that place for the bride prepared in the wilderness. I think there's an actual place for the Jews, the people of God, the 12 tribes that are going to be hidden from the face of the dragon. And there's also, likewise, just as America is kind of interconnected with Israel in so many ways, there's there are going to be places throughout the states they call them sheep nations, but sheep cities, bubble protected cities that God is basically going to protect his people through this big catastrophic thing that's coming. We're already in the middle of it. It's kind of just in slow motion, watching everything kind of crumble. And But we thought it would be, I mean, I have to be honest with everybody. I thought it was just cold turkey. America's going to be destroyed. America, Babylon. Reading it again this last few days, it's not that simple. It's definitely a mystery. But... I would recommend not living in the cities if possible, just because it's definitely uh, looking a lot more Babylon-y when you're, when you're in the cities. But the vision for right now is what we're actually going to get into tonight and maybe, um, maybe tonight and tomorrow is Revelation chapter 21 and 22. And that is, it seems like a far-flung vision when you look at the coming kingdom and what it's going to look like when Jesus comes back and I mean, but really, every show out there is just talking about the Antichrist and the end of the world and blah, blah, blah. Nobody wants to reach in and kind of grab their heavenly estate and bring it into their life today. They always think that, oh, New Jerusalem is so far away. And, oh, maybe I'll enjoy heaven someday. And they don't quote scriptures. They just quote beautiful but theologically bad hymns. And that's not what the word says. And this is why if we don't have the word in us and we're not full of the word, we're not going to know when somebody comes by and says something like, well, God's in control. I mean, I've said that before. Most of us have. God is in control, but he's also waiting for us to give him control. We are the ones that have control. And then we speak death over ourselves when we say stuff like, oh, it kills me that blah, blah, blah happened. Or, oh, I feel so I'm so afraid that. When you speak those words, your body doesn't know about sarcasm. Your soul, your cells don't know. They're just like, oh, I guess we're going to die. Oh, you know, oh, boy, I'm afraid we'll go into fight or flight mode. I mean, this is the thing. People don't understand the power of their words over themselves. And I'm not a, you know, the secret new age, just name it and claim it Christian. I think that's lazy. I'm talking about getting the word in you. So that when you open your mouth, the first thing that, I mean, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So, and the tongue is a, is a fire of relentless evil. And, the, and of course, the heart is also desperately wicked. So who can know it? So we have to, I mean, you're almost like, um, you're almost like walking through a minefield knowing that you could get blown up at any second when you go it by the flesh and you're not trusting in the word. When you have that, you're clinging to the word. God literally, like a helicopter, he comes in, he swoops in, and he picks you up off of the ground, and you're able to navigate through your life and even be a super overcomer. Beyond money, beyond any of that, the New Jerusalem, the what the Bible says about the future is so big that these promises, they do not fit on this planet. They're so huge. 
the New Jerusalem, I believe, is already in operation, just like the Death Star in Star Wars, you know. Now witness the power of this fully operational battle station. And yet, and yet, even, to quote Darth Vader now, why are we quoting all the bad guys in Star Wars? The power of the Force renders this battle station's power insignificant. The truth is, the power that we possess in the word and in wielding the word with our tongues and going by faith, and it's going to be different tomorrow than it was yesterday. The, the way that the Holy Spirit moves is that you just go along with the Spirit. Where's the Spirit going today? Well, we're going here today. Okay, now we're going there. Just like you change your password on your email, hopefully, at least every so often. So it is that the codes in heaven and the ways that we can access that have to be updated regularly. And the more you pray in tongues, pray in the spirit, hopefully also prophesying that you pray with the understanding, the more you're going to be in operation like Shannon is in the spirit of the government of God. He was working in the in the government of of the world. He could have been in a great CIA officer. Who knows? Maybe he wasn't. He can't tell us. But, you know, now we're working in unity and tandem with whoever else wants to come up and be a part of this operation. I call it the spirit force, but it's the kingdom of God just in operation. As Ern, Bra- Ern Baxter w- was always about the unity of the church. I have that vision as well. But we have to be honest. A lot of Christians, they're just they don't want to get up off their rear ends and be a part of this. They're just, well, I just go to church every once in a while. I'll listen to a Christian podcast and that's it. I'm calling on everybody listening. I'm a a recruiter to begin to lean into the word, speak his word over your life, guard your thoughts, guard your tongues. You know, instead of getting into that argument, you know, you just quietly leave the room or, or don't engage. You know, another Star Wars quote from that bug alien guy. It's like, it's a trap. You know, when you're suddenly you're there and the enemy wants you to, because your shields get lowered when you speak. When you get around people that are in a lower frequency of of faith or, um, again, sorry, not a new age view of frequencies, but the fact is everything does have that. Everything has some kind of a resonance. And when people are resonating with the Babylonian system, the Jezebel system, whatever you want to call it, the fight or flight, I'm surviving, you know, oh, we got to make it through. And, oh, I only have the goats because what if we have to eat them someday? And, you know. Um, the truth is my goats are actually pets. Uh, they were given to me as a gift on the one condition that I wouldn't eat them. So I didn't really say that. <laughs> the whole purpose of them was in case we'd ever have to eat them. I might have to just shampoo those goats and, and you know, take some photos and make a little Instagram account with them. The, the, the point is people can be resonating in the wrong spirit. So the unity that Ern Baxter talked about to get to, um, one church, one mind in Christ. We're going to have to realize that there will be people that fall away. There are people that, that do pass on to their reward. I think we're working with them on some, some way. I think the, the mantle of rust is dar of, of Henry Groover that, that is carried on. You know, a lot of these podcasts and shows, they're just popping up out of the woodwork. There's just so many more people that want to talk about this than before, which is why to stay ahead of the game, it's been like, we got to, stay out of the game and not just be talking about the same exact thing that everybody else is who's just coming, coming into this knowledge is like, Oh, oh, oh 
wow, we got to talk about the Nephilim and about Book of Enoch. And yes, go ahead and do that for the first few months. But hopefully people move on and they come to a place of faith to realize that when you operate in the spirit of faith, in the word of God, you are the news. You're not somebody that is going to absorb information and data from the news. The things that you can speak by faith are going to alter the course of history. I mean, it's just that's reality. And God wants us to be free from the Babylon system and free from the people who think in that that realm. You know, be be someone that raises them up into the higher level. Don't go down into their level and stay there. Talk about your 20-year mortgage and your broken appliances and your car needs to be fixed. And, you know, you get to be a slave to these things, to your goats, to your chickens. I mean, all this stuff. Or what the Bible says is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I mean, he's going to supply the things that you need, and you just have to get through the matrix of thinking that this is reality. No, when you have more things to do in your day, you spend more time in the quiet place, in the secret place, in the most high, and then it's it's almost like he just kind of somehow makes it all work out. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I guess I didn't have to live in so much fear. So this word of faith that I'm exploring right now is really, it's a very happy, almost borderline crazy sounding way of being a Christian because the world wants you to be presentable. The world wants you to kind of look a certain way, to behave a certain way. Jesus never did that. He would just say something and kind of be like, so you're going to leave too, disciples? And the disciples are like, where else are we going to go? You're the only one that has the words of eternal life. You know, Jesus wasn't trying to apologize for himself. He wouldn't explain his parables unless people asked him to. He, I mean, why aren't we like emanating and walking in that spirit of Jesus, our master, our king, our Lord? Why are we trying to please the world and like, well, you know, I'm just here. Um, I'm I'm here in Taiwan. I'm I'm a student. You know, I'm a teacher. I'm I'm going to build a business. You know, you, we say these things. We don't even believe them. I'm not. I don't believe them. But sometimes God gives you camo in order so that they don't really know what you're actually doing. Which is what are we actually doing? When you're a missionary, you have a mission. You're you're not trying to convert the entire nation. You are literally on the call doing whatever the Holy Spirit wants you to do in that position. And the Lord's put me all over this planet on all kinds of crazy donkey. It's like my mission is basically Operation Don Quixote. It's like sometimes you just look absolutely crazy to be doing what you're doing. And people just kind of gawk at you. They're like, what happened to you? Why did that? Where are you going? What the? Because as the wind, so the spirit leads. Sometimes my shows sound like that too, if you could notice that. But it's so good when you choose the better part, when you burn out serving God instead of serving your flesh. You're only going to ever feel tired in your life and anxious when you're relying on your flesh and your flesh is trying to do all the work. And I mean, I was up till 2 a.m. this morning um, hauling logs up a hill after I chainsawed them in the in the early evening. And it was hard work, but man, my body was like, thank you. <laughs> like it wasn't hard work, hard work. Like I'm stressful about it. It was like, man, I need, I needed this exercise. Homesteading, farming, 
planting, reaping is fun. It's good. It's a good thing to plant a garden east of Eden. And then Jesus and God, he sits back. He's like, man, this is good. But we have to come back to him. And that's how we're going to find the balance between being, you know, kind of a James Bond 007 in the spot doing spiritual warfare. Sometimes spiritual warfare is intelligence operations. It's gathering the data. It's stealing the papers from the bad guys back that they shouldn't have had in the first place. It doesn't always have to be some wrestling match like the movies show you that war is. A lot of war is paperwork. A lot of um, the strategies of heaven have to do with the court systems and the judgments of God going into place. Like, I mean, you guys might not have time to listen to all my revelation shows, but it's amazing when you look at the wrath of God about to being poured out, it's about to be poured out. And the angels again and again are reiterating that just and true are his judgments that righteous is God as he's about to like basically unleash the, all the Godzilla level like devastation that's beyond anything. Even the Illuminati could ever dream up. I mean, God's wrath is so complete and so terrifying. And we're going to be raptured out of here before that, after the tribulation, before the wrath. But it's so it needs to be stated that God has this plan very carefully, like as in a courtroom setting, that these judgments are being issued out and righteous and true are these judgments. Because people are like, oh, God is letting us suffer. And then even after the wrath, even then, those that took the mark of the beast still won't repent. It says they they still repented not of their wickedness. Can you imagine that? So, you know, I don't want to imagine that. I don't want to think about what it's like to be somebody like that because, you know, we all wrestle against our own flesh and need to die to ourselves every day. But to imagine this this world without God and allowing itself to get trapped in the bubble of evil to where you can never get out of that, we have the opposite. The word of God is so big. I didn't realize how big it was till I swore off the news. And I'm, still go- I'm going on three months. Haven't opened Drudge Report, InfoWars, haven't hardly listened to any, any non-word-based uh, shows. And believe me, I have an appetite. So I'll be listening to the Bible like I've never listened to it before. I have more faith to go back and look at old journals and visions and dreams and prophecies. And I'm reading the Bible on my show almost exclusively. We've gone through so many great books. I'm debating whether Isaiah is the next one to go through. Because nobody does. I don't do that enough. And I'm reading it and I'm like, man, there isn't enough time in the day to read this word. There isn't enough time in the day to to delve into the mysteries of the Bible. I'm deliberately doing it a little bit slow because there's so many mysteries and secrets when you meditate on the word in this methodical way. And again, I'm not a Bible teacher. There's great teachings from Derek Prince that you can listen to. That's my uncle. Um, running that ministry in Charlotte, you know, Don Basham, we're working on getting his material out there eventually. Don Basham Ministries. Um, I was in the family, the children of God. I spent my youth just learning about different tactics for covert missionary operations that actually work. We would go and we would meet high level communist Chinese dictator people and witness to them and Bible studies. And, you know, God has such a huge plan for his people. And it's, you think ministry and you think, oh, boring church. Well, maybe you're called to go to a church and kind of infiltrate it with 
God's spirit, you know, be the purveyor of the bombs of God. Watch what happens when the revolution for Jesus starts in your local church. I mean, that's what's happening here. I just got recruited back into local politics again. And um, what happened in October, and we talked about this in some previous shows, but there was a public repentance for numerous uh, different churches here for allowing all the pedophile story hour stuff and allowing the bad guys to kind of take over. There was essentially a big public repentance. Different pastors, Christians would stand by the road and just pray for the county, for Haywood County. And I was at the very last one of those, and I got recruited as the tech guy, which is kind of hilarious because I'm not, I don't have time to make everything that professional, but we had online videos and those are on my BitChute channel. If you guys want to see those, we got quite a lot of attention, not just locally, but worldwide. I was recruited into this, um, this kind of last minute running for mayor, uh, town council, basically taking over the whole Republican party in the small town. And that, although they didn't win everywhere I go, there are people that are just, they're telling me shaking their heads. They're like, well, we know you guys really did win. And this has really upset the establishment who were freaking out. They were on, on record on TV, shoving Joey Reese running for mayor in just an uncontrollable demonic way. There were witches calling for the cursing of, of the team Waynesville, um, team that we were collaborating with it was unbelievable well we're going to go back in and and we're going to do another round this time with some other guys and uh just continue to show that the people of these small towns aren't going to just give up and go home but on one hand i'm like well maybe god just needs to needs to judge these wicked cities (laughs) he's just gonna let it come in and you're gonna be like okay that's why he got us out into the country but Anyway, we're seeing a flood of illegals. We're seeing floods of homelessness. Um, the uh, fentanyl coming in everywhere. That's, by the way, historically, that's revenge from China because we started the opium wars and got China's dynasties of over 5,000 years to end with just some simple opium, opium dens. So that's they're doing the exact same thing to us that we did to them, and it works, and it works on, on Americans. So I'm it's like the last place I ever really thought I would be was back in the States to watch all this stuff go down. And there's a sense of we need to have a greater fear of God, a a greater um, reverence for him, for his word. It says that he puts his word even above his name. So if you want to be an effectual warrior, even like in political arenas or business or whatever you're trying to do, prepping, um, just trying to keep your faith, obviously the extent that you imbibe the word and receive it, and of course obey it, hopefully as much as possible, is the extent to what power you're going to see in your life. Now, what I'm finding out is that the fire of God and the the um, the presence of God, that glory cloud, and his, I should say, the, the power of faith. And um, my podcast is called faithbucks.com, spirit force. So if you call it, Faith force, which is what Kenneth Copeland keeps calling it. And I would have never thought in a million years that I'd be listening to him this much, but there's a lot there that I never learned. But he calls it the faith force. You know, send that faith force in and it does the job. And and you're going to bed, you're doing your thing. You know, you've already prayed, you've already claimed that this is gonna happen, and just like Jesus, he cursed that fig tree and then he walked away. 
You know, he did one of those like cool guy things where, you know, you walk away from the explosion. You don't even look back. Later on, his disciples are like, Jesus, Jesus, did you see what happened? You cursed the fig tree and it just totally got destroyed. Well, yeah, because the word went to work at the root of that thing and it killed it from the roots up. And that's what we're beginning to see in, say, well, I had a, a kind of a prophetic dream call. I'm in some intercession groups with different people and we we share some of the dreams that the Lord's been giving us and we'll kind of just share the dream and then pray. And then the Holy spirit will kind of locate one aspect of the dream to kind of press into and to begin to pray for. So yesterday we were praying over this dream I had about, um, about going to a, a, a dumpster and I was seeing random materials thrown in that I thought, well, those could be used for chicken coops or whatever. I was trying to salvage stuff and, and then on the ground in this trash area was a big statue of a communist, kind of a Stalin-era communist statue, like 30 feet tall. And I raised it up to do a skit to where it would knock it down again. And there in the in this trash area was Stanley Kubrick, the famous director. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't think about Stanley Kubrick. I haven't watched a Stanley Kubrick movie in a long time. But randomly he pulls out this old-fashioned little hand-cranked camcorder from like the 60s and he starts to record me and my skit you know i'm lifting up this big kind of a billboard statue thing it was super light and then i let it crash back down again it was pretty dramatic and he was recording me and uh and that was that was it pretty much and then so we're praying over this dream and there were other aspects. And I thought, oh, well, the, the statue must be the most important part. Well, no, the spirit showed us to begin to pray over Stanley Kubrick's life and his movies. And, you know, one of the people on the call didn't really know much about him. So um, a, another friend was explaining that, well, Stanley Kubrick, you know, he made this movie about the Illuminati, the eyes wide shut, and there were minutes missing from it. And, you know, they probably killed him over that movie. And then he also made 2001 about AI, about about human space exploration and all of this stuff. So many different movies. Clockwork Orange was about um, about MK Ultra mind control programming. He made a movie called uh, The Shining, which although it was a Stephen King movie, it was also basically showing kind of how wicked these demonic elites are with their hanky panky dressing up in animal clothes and doing gross things with each other and just, just demonic stuff, really gross, exposing the darkness. So we get into this huge prayer call, praying into all of these different aspects from AI to secret space stuff to um, those missing minutes of eyes wide shut. We're just praying over this, this dream. It's just so random, but it, it really was powerful because in the middle of the prayer, I got a phone call. My wife was freaking out. She couldn't find her oldest son. So she found him quickly after that, but not before I had to jump out of the car or call and jump in the car and make sure everything was fine. Everything was fine. He likes to play hide and seek and he's good at hiding. And even when you call his name, he just like sits there and hides. So I assured her he was hiding and I was right. But I felt like the timing of that was so that's never happened before where, you know, you get this desperate, frantic phone call. Like I can't find the boy. You know, it's just, I didn't feel any fear. I felt, Oh gosh. Okay. God, you got this. This is not what, you know, fear can take over your mind and and then cause you to actually really make big mistakes. But so the power of prayer, the power of declaring truth, 
I mean, that was last night. I was just like, I'm declaring that my son is fine. This is absolutely, he will be fine. There's no, nothing wrong. Jesus name. Hallelujah. You know, your flesh is tempted to, to panic, but sure enough, 10 minutes later, boom, no problem. So, you know, don't mean to scare y'all, but that's the level of, I think how much, how threatened the enemy was by that prayer call. And the Lord is speaking to us all the time. If you don't have the faith to get prophecy, just start writing your dreams down. Start looking for those clues. Find a friend. Pray over them. You're going to sound and feel crazy when you first start doing this. And then you're going to realize over the years that miracles have taken place. And those things that you were thinking were these big mountains, well, you claimed by faith that that would be different. And you you used that faith force and you leaned in the spirit at that thing. And then you go about your business and just let it go. And then when you wake up the next morning, boom. Things are different. And you're like, how did that happen? Well, exactly. I mean, are you going to slave your life away as a fisherman when Jesus, he just shows up and he snaps his fingers and the nets are filled to bursting. And, and then he's like, yeah, I already mastered that. I already got that fishing thing down. If you want to, if you want to stay fisherman, that's fine. But you know what? Come follow me. I'll make you a fisher of men. Jesus has already mastered everything my goofy lumberjacking you know am i really gonna sweat it about lumberjacking when he's like look a faith of a mustard seed you need that mountain moved you need that forest chopped down <laughs> like why is your focus on any of that stuff he's got the power to do anything and we're we're not obeying god we're not obeying the word the great commission which says to go out there and preach the gospel and get disciples don't just preach the gospel, train people to follow him. That might be one person. It might be you that needs training. I mean, I need training. I'm still a, I'm still a, um, what's the term? I'm an apprentice in many ways to many people at different times throughout my life. God takes me and he has me start back from scratch again. And I'm like, great, sure. We're just, we're going to be, we're going to be, you know, taking kindergarten lessons again. And this is the thing with the word of God. If you will receive the kingdom as a small child, you're going to start opening your eyes and realizing you are in some section of the new Jerusalem and you're getting trained up. And it's, it's like, you're like Anakin Skywalker getting training, you know, from, I need to watch that again. But the, the, the brilliance of star Wars is that there's so many parallels to the Bible. So it's probably one of the best movies you can watch. There's only a few movies you really need to watch the matrix star Wars and everything uh, that Shannon mentions. Oh, yeah, Omega Man. <laughs> you might want to watch that, too. But there's so many fluffy movies out there that are time wasters. And then there's movies that actually really are teaching you what's going on. And when you begin to lean into the faith force and speaking my word, speaking by faith, the word of faith movement, which has been going on for decades. But I think um, from what I've heard, people haven't really uh, utilized it. It's, a, it's like that famous quote, you know, Christianity, it has, has not been, um, it's not that people tried Christianity and found it to not work. It was that people tried to do Christianity, found it to be too hard and then just left it alone. And it's, it's like people, it's such a death to be crucified with Christ 
and to let his life live through you. It's it's like you're Jonah fighting God's will, even though you're his chosen one in your situation, your life and your family and wherever you are, your job, lack thereof, money, lack thereof, whatever the situation, we speak wealth and finances over us in Jesus name and, and to uh, help support these different ministries, obviously. But you are the, you are the chosen one in that situation. You are the only one that can do what you're supposed to do. And so if you're going to be bucking against the will of God, like Jonah, I mean, what did he go through? Jonah, I read the whole thing. You know, we have the whole Jonah series. I think we had a great time with that one. Um, those are all on my show, spiritforcefaithbucks.com. If you guys want to just, I mean, my show is pretty much all just word and commentary now. That's pretty much all I do right now. And I'm getting blessed. I don't know. I, I don't really care as much what's going on. I still hear about what's going on. I haven't missed a whole lot. Jonah was going to save an entire city just by preaching a three word or four word sermon. And that's all he had to do. And he was so just stubborn that he was going and running away, running away, running away. And finally, God put him in the whale or the fish or the sea monster, whatever it was. And as miserable as that was, from that place, he prophesied Jesus going and dying for our sins. I mean, that song of Jonah or the prayer of Jonah is literally, and Jesus quoted it, it's a sign of Jonah. That is the place where we can be in our spirit, in our um, flesh man all the time is you don't have to buck against God's will. You don't have to be like all this confusion of the sea and the, the Babylonian, the, the whatever, the pagans running around like, oh, somebody's God is angry at them. Ah, you know, like, let's cast lots. It's me. Throw me over. I mean, all this drama, you know, Satan loves drama. Jesus's version of that was, I'm going to just take a nap in the boat in the storm. You know, it's just, let's not worry about this. One of the revelations I got on that chapter, and I should say we got, because it's really a team effort. We have a great time in the chat room whenever we read the word, is that you can be in that, not sea monster, but it's almost like, um, it's like God's train or or like a spacecraft or a submarine like god's got it on autopilot for you already his will for your life is it it exists there is a destiny that you have not just a ministry not just a one-time event thing too but you can begin to find that as you die to yourself and live in god live in his word and and then boom when the time comes it's time to open your mouth 40 days and nineveh will be destroyed that, that was like the shortest sermon ever. The whole city repented. The king comes out, repents. People theorize that it's because he was all white and he came out of the fish and the people saw it. And I don't know. All I know is he just spoke the word of God and boom. <laughs> you know, it was the right thing at the right time in the right place. So I'm telling you, living by faith, it's not like everything's going to be perfect. You know, you still have to struggle against your own flesh every day. But the best way to do that is to be already crucified with Christ. The sign of Jonah. You know, you're already in that position where he's got his hand on your life. Yes, you have free will. Yes, you give God the control. It isn't God is in control. You say, God, this day, I give this day to you. Now give us this day our daily bread. Deliver us from evil. 
you know, we live in forgiveness. We're also sinners. We need your forgiveness. Just clear, have short accounts with God and man, and then live your life by faith. Watch what he'll do. I'm telling you, there's so many things. I'm getting like crazy insights on wild prophecy, dream vision things that I thought there's no way that could be real. That's just too cool and crazy and Star Warsy and fun. How could that be real? Well, God is giving me these confirming dreams about some of this stuff. And the truth is, I think Steve Quayle said this. He's like, with God, I mean, what can we do? What are, what are we incapable of doing with God? And and we're limiting ourselves thinking, well, I'm going to get a, someday I'll have the money to pay off my mortgage. I'm like, well, some people, the, the furthest they go is just to imagine that they do have that jet plane or that airport or whatever. They don't think, oh, no, I could expand this a little bit. Um, wait, are UFOs a thing? Well, why can't we have our own UFOs? Why don't we have our own kind of extra dimensional weapons and teleportation? And there's that stuff's in the Bible. I mean, why are we limiting ourselves? Let's take it a little bit further. How about accessing the new Jerusalem today? You know, you always think, oh, someday I'll die and I'll, you know, have all these treasures stored up in heaven. Yeah, that's that's biblical. What about accessing your retirement fund today? You have the retirement fund in heaven. Great. How about getting that estate into your life right now? You know, it's, yeah, little, it sounds a little sci-fi, a little quantum, a little time travel-y. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the, the end time church is going to be operating in something that I don't think anybody's ever dreamed of before. In fact, one of the theories that I have, and this is just my theory, is that I mean, the further I get into Revelation, and we're going to get into 21, 22, is that just as in some of these movies where it's like they only have a little bit of time to beat the bad guy, like Thanos and, you know, Endgame Avengers. And there's like a super limited amount of time. But then the rest of the movie is basically they figured out a way to go back in time to change things to then fix the, the present. And so the whole movie, it's brilliantly done, is revisiting all the best parts of the Marvel movies. And they just... They did a good job with that, I thought. And it was fun. Okay, whatever. Multiverse. I don't know. I don't I don't think that all that is true. But imagine, if you will, a kind of a healing miracle that doesn't erase what happened, but that there are certain things that weren't supposed to happen that ended up happening because they weren't bathed in prayer. And you can go back and you can, in the Spirit of God, with the power of prayer, cover those things with the blood of Jesus and change what was changed in fact there are some christians that have experienced time travel miracles where god had already put it into place where it was meant for that saint to show up in that time and to affect change in that place i mean this this is i believe that this is the future is and if it's not exactly what i'm saying it, this is a scaffolding of what it's going to be like because we all see through a glass darkly michael i talked to a, okay you're, yeah you're bringing up some uh, great points tonight and it made me recall something that uh, I saw a few days ago. Uh-huh. I want to encourage everybody to get over to Janie Duvall's channel on YouTube. She's the former producer of Sid Roth. I think she worked with him from day one, maybe 25 years. Okay. She has a lot of great um, speakers on, but a number of them have been talking about end time. You know, it's King Charles, the Antichrist, um, you know, end time okay. signs. reason I want to spotlight this here in a moment is... Uh, she had a guest on the other day called Mark Blitz. Okay. 
And he's uh, been on the circuit for a very long time, although I've never heard him speak before, but I was aware of his book. He had something about the comets and the uh, comets of God, something like that. Okay, here's the point I want to make. He's got a video that everybody need to wa- needs to watch. He posted it 10 days ago called The Signs Reveals Major Work Coming 2024 to 2026. Okay. Now, I thought, okay, well, I guess uh, we're going to see some action real soon. Well, that may be, but that's not the point he wanted to make in this program. He's talking about, if I heard him corrected, the Shemitah cycles. And if I understood his presentation, and he's got a book coming out here in a few weeks, the tribulation period cannot start until the next Shemitah cycle, which in the next window is seven years from now. And I just sat there and meditated on that. Uh, We've all been looking, you know, some said the tribulation started, it's going to start next year, blah, blah, blah. You know, I've been listening and I've been thinking, well, I guess uh, it's, it's here, you know, COP28. But when this guy laid out some evidence, and I haven't heard anybody else lay out before, like he did, I think he's got it right. And I've changed my way of thinking. I don't think the fireworks are going to go off of the Great Tribulation for at least another seven years. Now, that's the next window, he's saying. If it doesn't happen then, it'll be another seven years. And I was reminded of something my uh, great uncle, who's with Jesus tonight, told me one time at the funeral of my grandmother back in 2011. It was my grandfather and his brother, Uncle John, and they were talking. And it was like being there with Moses and Aaron. I kid you not. It was almost like I saw their faces illuminated in their eyes. And uh, two great men of God had been pioneers since the 50s. And they were having a conversation about the end times. And my great-uncle Johnny said to my grandfather, this was 2011, he said, you know, Sylvan, that's his name, this thing may be dragging out longer than we expected. I think it's going to drag out excruciatingly slow. And I was thinking about that, you know. Since I've been doing this program and, and before when I would listen to programs 20 years ago it was all like it's, it's going to happen now Antichrist about to rise tribulation next week and you know they made some pretty good points but when I saw this presentation by Mark Blitz and y'all need to watch and make your own decision this guy might be right because he said it's not according to when we want it to happen God has a calendar and we're not on his calendar we haven't been we're on a the Julian calendar, Western Gentile calendars. And God's going to do something according to his time code. And if that's the truth, let's just say it is. It's not till 2030 at the earliest. There are people, like in the Apostle Paul's time, sitting on the mountaintop, waiting for the Lord to return, and they're doing nothing right now. And I've shared in that at various times and thought, well, why do this? Why do that? It's all over. And that's a fatalist way. It's time to step into some faith. You know, speaking of Kenneth Copeland, he's a man of great faith. And I have to commend him for that. He's not preaching it's all over tomorrow. You know, don't start a business. Don't further your education. Don't start a podcast. Don't build a house. Right. Don't start right. a missionary, uh, you know, uh, a missions program because tribulation's next week. we got to get off of this. And, you know, I have detached to a great degree from a lot of end-time radio, although I'm still doing a little bit of it. I came back, I'm doing a little bit. But I had this dark view of end-time history that, you know, well, it's about, about over with. Maybe not. And maybe the mistake that we're making here is thinking that it's imminent 
When in fact it's a wait years down the road, I'm talking the tribulation now. And people are going to waste time or they're going to wake up and realize, man, I wasted seven more years. Now, he's also saying a major war is coming 2024 to 26. He's not saying there's not wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes. We could see the big great divide in America with that earthquake. Not saying any of that isn't going to happen. In fact, Jesus said, look for all that to happen. Even before he said, then they'll deliver some of you up to the death. But I want to just step out on a limb here and say that I think Mark is right. I think the tribulation is now at least seven years away. And if it doesn't hit that, it could be 14 years away. We might have 25 or 30 years. I don't know. I know my kids are probably going to see it. I know your kids are probably going to see it, Michael. And I just want to encourage people and exhort them. Uh, the Super Bowl is not about to end. This is the time to go all in. If you haven't gotten in, it's time to go in now. What is it if we get seven years, 14, 21? That's nothing to God. A thousand years to man is one day to God. It just seems a lot to us since we live 70, 80 years. And I've run out of time. But I wanted to say my new belief right now is uh, tribulation doesn't start for at least another seven years. So what am I going to do about Michael? I'm going to start a business. I'm going to learn Hebrew. I'm going to keep working for the Lord. My grandfather told me, be ready to meet him if you die tonight, but work as though Jesus isn't coming back for another hundred years. Don't take the attitude, no time to work for the Lord because he's coming back next year. That's where a lot of people are out there. We need to snap out of that crap and realize we may be here longer than we think. This thing could drag out excruciatingly slow. And not to say we couldn't see economic collapse, troubled times in America, all these things, yeah, precursors to the trip. But the great trip may not be for another seven years, at the earliest. So, man, that changes my calendar and my perception of things. And I'm thinking, I better try to prepare something to leave behind for my children in case I die of old age. We just don't know, Michael. we got to occupy till Jesus comes. What say ye? Well, I believe that... We shall not die, but live, my brother, and declare his word. <laughs> I'm gonna, Praise the Lord. I'm going to catch you right I'm, there on that death thing that you just said. But, I am out of time. Well, I, I apologize. It. it was so good. I want you to give out your contact yes, information. How can they support your ministry? Yes, sir. Uh, faithbucks.com is our primary site. And um, I appreciate everybody that's supported us. Our PayPal is spiritforce01 at gmail.com. And uh, just bear with us. We're a little disorganized, but God has put more on our plate than most people could eat in a week per meal, pretty much. So if you guys want to be a part of that, then uh, just pray for us and uh, just start to expect some wild things, some things that maybe most churches aren't going to be too happy if we went there and shed them. Brother, I I think, uh, again, it's time to go all in with a long view of things. Be ready if you die tonight, okay? But let's not waste any time. And the terrible thing would be is to sit here thinking Jesus is coming back tomorrow and we waste 10 or 20 more years where we could have won a million souls for Jesus. Who knows what we can do? Let's work. It's not about how we die. It's about how we spend the rest of our lives until Christ comes and collects us. And it may be another 20 or 30 years. Just don't know. Brother Michael, we love you. Folks, go to faithbucks.com, support his ministry. Michael, what shall we call tonight's program? Um, I I would just go into the the faith force 
Faith Force. Spectrum of Faith Force. That's Faith. it. That's that's where I'm at right now. I'll see you next. It's time. always something new, but we're gonna be we're gonna be looking forward to sharing oh. you the, the next updates and have a great rest of your show, sir. Thank you. Okay, my friend. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for the time. Great honor.